Hello, my beautiful people. I'm Crybaby, and this is Blues Ass, and we are The Gets. It is Friday night, <laughs> almost 10 o'clock on the dot. <laughs> and your girl is currently menstruating and actually it's really it's going pretty much well honestly i was pretty i was cramping a nice little bit earlier but now it's kind of tapering off and i'm still suffering from like a 24-hour cold going through the motions with that as well amanda you did not have to tell them you was moving from your vagina i mean hey we're we're open on this why I mean, not? we are, but God damn. I mean, we're we telling them about ourselves. We're telling them what's going on. That's what's currently going on. My She popping severely. My inner lining walls are shedding right now. So, you know, it is what it is. We're women. This it shit happens. sucks. But uh, my work week was pretty good. Um, Nothing really exciting happened. I'm, I was on call. I'm glad they didn't call me in. I was excited about that. What about you, Sauce? So this week, it is Friday. This week, I've been doing very great. I've been hitting my numbers and beyond. Amen. Baby, tap on the back. Can't pull me in the office. What's yeah. good? Only come in one day. What's good? Thank you. Pull them numbers up. Not playing with y'all. Get to this coin. Um, I've been in great spirits. Um, It's been a lot of negativity. Coming my way. Bow, bow, bow. I'm like just dodging bullets left and right. Not literally dodging bullets, but. The Matrix. Y'all, nah, it's really giving whatever the fuck his name was in the Matrix. I forgot his name. Neo. Neo. It's giving Neo. Fume, fume, fume. Because motherfuckers is testing me. But I already know that's the devil working, trying to knock me off my pivot. I don't got time for that shit. Work too hard to get where I'm at. You can argue by yourself and look dumb as shit, and I'ma let you. No matter where you stand with me, if you know me, you know me. I'm not tolerating that shit. None of that shit. Like, get the fuck with the negativity because I'm all about positivity, growing, healing. And if you want to stay in that state of mind, keep that over there. I just know how to love people from a distance now, but I've really been in great spirits. I started um, my classes back up. What semester is this? It's not considered. I think this is considered spring semester, but I just started on Monday because I just started my classes up. No, it's not summer. I just got over the summer, the summer semester. So... I just started on Monday. You guys, I will be graduating in 2025. I'm not taking no more breaks. <laughs> yes, snaps, snaps, snaps. Yes, all day. Um, No more breaks for me. I'm just about to thug this shit out. Keep this shit going. Work on my personal shit, my book. I want to have my book out scarred before the end of this year. Plan on having a book release, all that. So be there or I'm about to sound championship or be square. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's really giving that. Well, I, mean, I, was like, do I have not had a book release since he's always been here. 
and that was we're in 2023 maybe 2019 I I think it was like 2018 yeah it was like 2018 2019 era so either one of those years that's the last time I released my most recent book and it actually was my first book under my company this will be my second book under my company I am so fucking excited I'm amped the fuck up so I just hope you guys come out the charts show some motherfucking love to the girls because just though we about to have some little cute vendors there as well to show my baby some love as well. I want all of us to win. We all deserve to win. We all work hard as fuck. Stay ten toes down. What's up? Is that on that? That's that on that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to make sure. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's the flame is coming back. No, she has like good thing she doesn't have COVID. That ass took a test, but she's been like kinda under the weather since since yesterday. Yesterday. Like I literally left the house and then I just started sneezing my head off and then the coughing came on, then my throat was itchy. But I've been coughing up most of the phlegm, so I think I'm like at the tail end of it, you know, anyways. And that's a plus. A A fucking plus Mm -hmm. because if Mandy was legit sick, sick right now, she'll get sick. I would be sick, sicker if that's a word at this point. Because my immune system, some shit, her shit, I don't know what the fuck Mandy take. This bitch is built of steel, okay? (laughs) This bitch, like. Her being like Breast hearing milk. her all congested <laughs> right now. This is I'm flabbergasted. I don't know how to feel. Cause I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, bitch, you don't ever be sick. And then when she do get sick, she's actually really sick. And then I end up getting sick and I be sick, sick. Y'all, the shit is just weird. It's just some weird shit. Y'all gotta be a fly on the wall to believe it, honestly, at this point. Go ahead, sis. Go ahead. Do your big one, sis. Go ahead. All right, y'all. For this episode, we're doing I Wreck That, and we are doing songs. So the first song that I have is Left on Elvins by G. Mano Dagoon. Once again, that was Left on Elvins by G. Mano, the goon.
Y'all, so my first one, I know y'all probably done heard it on a lot of shows. This joint is real kind of like, it's real nice and smooth, real mellow vibe. I love it. So this is Faithful by Jay Howell. And please, baby, I hope I said your name right. Once again, y'all, that was Faithful by Jay Howell. And that's a man, right? Yes. Yeah, I because mean. he has such like a, a, a unisex voice. Yeah. Like unisex singing voice. And I love it. I'm just like, oh, gosh. You know, you can hear it. feel it, it on a spiritual core. level, don't you? Yeah. You feel that, I love shit. that song. You feel that shit. Okay, the next song I have is Do Not Disturb by Drake. again that it was do not disturb by drake and now i'm coming back with a throwback so this is after seven so that's after the number seven ready or not
Once again, y'all, that was Ready or Not by After 7. The number 7. Don't forget that. That sounds sounded like another song I heard before. The beat. I just don't know what it is. Probably it sounds because good, so. they always like sample, sample, sample stuff a little yeah. bit here and there. All right. The last song I have is Victim by Western. Once again, that was Victim by Western. That is W-S-T-R-N. So, you guys, this is my last song. And I'm not going to lie. I love this girl. She, I believe she does, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not recognized. Is it recognized? Or it's said. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well-known. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying in a sense of, I know you have he, she, the, they, you know. Oh, she's non-binary? I don't know. I'm asking you. Oh, I don't know. Oh, you don't know. I don't, okay. I, don't, I don't follow shit like that. I forgot I what group songs she was in, in at first. Songs of her. Uh, it was with Tyler Creator. I just forgot the name of the group. But I always shit, loved too. her. And I used to be a fucking fan. Heavy. Yeah. You got me hooked on it. But you guys, this is Sid. Um, The name of the song is Body.
Once again, y'all, that was Body by Sid, and that is spelled S-Y-D. So I found the group name. It was called The Internet. But Tyler wasn't in the group, but she was just like, uh, I think they used to like tour together or something like that. We I don't know. They used to do all the time. And we shit. used to just sit there and like vibe, <laughs> be high shit, and be just in our fucking zone listening to that shit. That shit was beautiful. I don't remember. Now it makes me want to look up the songs that we actually used to listen to because we really was well, the internet. Like, well, for both, because we was really into both of them at one point in our life, like really deep into that shit. And that shit is soothing. That music is very soothing. What's the uh, joint with uh, Frank Ocean? Sleeping. And get dressed out the shower. I was. And Isn't that just his song? Is it, oh. I don't know. Check your window. Swag. Is that your window? Swag. No, I think but that was Tyler Crew. A lot of his music was very chaotic and homophobic. And then, damn, you come out as gay or I forgot. He came out as something. But, but you know, we all it. go through our phases. <laughs> <laughs> We all go through our phases, so you never know. But I don't remember the name of that song. I just remember his voice. <laughs> I don't remember everything. Cunt, cunt, cunt. I remember him, him saying cunt. I remember that. And I remember just Frank Ocean's voice. Where the fuck are what you, What is Frank the name Ocean? of that fucking song? Where the fuck is Frank Ocean? Where is he? Is he in an ocean? Like, what the fuck? Where is Frank Ocean? Like, Frank give me... Ocean. Drop his uh his tag. Like, what's going on here? Man alive in the Okay. We get a whole Frank Ocean check your window. Performance over here. Swag. Is that your window? Swag. Alright, so this is a good time to hop into Crybaby's Corner. She does not have COVID. We definitely made sure to check her. The fuck. Okay. I'm probably gonna make her some redo. Redo. No, I don't need the tea. Like it's it's fine. The throat is not scratchy. It's just like the phlegm is just still stuck back there, and it keeps trying. It's called she. Okay. Yeah. It's Tyler Creator song. Yeah. (laughs) Fake fans. Fake fans. Okay, um, <laughs> several people were taken into custody last weekend after a fight broke out at Montgomery's River Riverfront Park in I Alabama. I was for this, baby. <laughs> the Montgomery Police Department responded to a disturbance at the 200 block of Coos- 
Tuscaloosa Street in Montgomery, Alabama at 7 p.m. after a large group of people were fighting. Several people were detained, police said. A video of the incident, which appeared to be racially divided, was shared Sunday on social media. It's been reported that it began because a pontoon boat was blocking dock space needed to park a riverboat. The area is the regular spot reserved for the Harriet Second Riverboat. One short video posted on social media by Josh Moon of the Alabama Political Reporter shows several white people fighting a single black man who, according to Jasmine Williams of WSFA, is a dock worker. The only audio heard is from witnesses yelling, but it appears to begin with an argument between the black man and one of the white men. Another white man rushes and hits the black man who backs up and tosses his hat into the air. The way that motherfucker tosses <laughs> this- motherfucker hat. I applaud you. <laughs> then the fight begins in earnest and several white people begin hitting the black man. During the video, one witness, apparently watching from the riverboat, screamed repeatedly, time? y'all help that brother, to onlookers who were on shore. It appears some people from the shore did join in to defend him and the video shows at least one black man diving to the water from the riverboat. <laughs> it's them. It's how they worded everything for me. That's what I'm saying. No, it was the throw of the hat. He said, Hold up. He said, He said, bitch, it's on, y'all. It's on. It was Come a get whole you pause. <laughs> it was a whole pause, and he just stood there and was like, Fling! And flinked that bitch and was like, It's time to pop off. God damn. I hit my motherfucking hand, y'all. I'm so fucking excited because this shit was some shit that went down in history. Fuck this yes. shit was fucking amazing. <laughs> It's the, the way that it's the way that he came out with the chair and just start beating motherfuckers up for me. Like you just went full on WWE style. Head, like shit, he did, but he was, was he was like, dead wrong for that shit. Dang. But I was just like, damn. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, y'all well, was like, well, y'all did start the shit. So I mean, and that's the thing. It's always like white women that always well, because oh, I was watching all the videos and they sitting there boohoo crying, but I'm like. But you was that same bitch that hopped in a fight with men. Why the fuck you gonna hide, like right. hop in a fight with men? Like, uh, men automatically gonna beat our ass regardless. Like, like, bitch, get your ass out the way. If anything, go for the bitch. Bitch, do not compete where you cannot compare. Thank you. Like, why are you trying to hit on the men? And then you are white. And you're hitting mm-hmm. on a black man. And you don't think a black bitch not about to crush your ass? fuck out of here girl it was just the, the it's boo-hoo. the memes. it was the boohoo cries for me then they oh, was throwing the them in the water Twitter. and shit they was tossing the ass in the water girl they went off at first and i didn't I see him hitting them with the chair but second twitter has every fucking single angle there is of that fucking brawl and i watched every last one of them the chair was definitely given like and said, i smile every time it was given the beginning of wrestling, so let's take it back to WWF. Mm. It's yeah. definitely given that because all you heard was bang, 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 and I was just in like, oh, I felt every fucking hit, and I was like, damn, that motherfucking head is like something like shit. And I was so happy when them bitches got thrown in the water. Thank you. Goodbye. Our black beloved people, thank you. Go toss all the asses in the fucking water. Because that was fucking wrong. He was doing his fucking job and y'all wanted to just act a fool. Gang up. Act a drunk fool. For what? 
Because he telling y'all to move y'all little-ass boat. Move that little-ass motherfucking boat, bitch. Move it. The fuck? Let him do his job. Girl, they probably he don't even want to be there. He really don't want to be there, for real, for real. Now y'all done picked the fight, and y'all done fuck with the right one. And then, of course, he got the blacks behind him, because we're here. What the fuck you talking about? Girl, that hat, throw, that hat throw was a bat signal, okay? That's what it, it was. was. Niggas was it just was like, the, oh, yeah? All it right. Was the shit got you. I love the way that motherfucker just spit in the air off like some slow motion shit. And I was just like, damn. Did he plan this or did he plan this? <laughs> Them niggas said, Them I got time said, today. He said, fuck it. If I lose this job, I lose this job. But at least I know I beat some motherfucking ass. They should give should. him an award, okay? Fuck that. Yes. Let's clap it up because mm-hmm. all of y'all need some motherfucking awards because shit, that shit was fucking amazing. He's protecting the livelihood of his doc, so don't fuck with him. Fuck you his about. place of employment, bitch. Don't fuck with our coin at all. We don't play by the coin. All right, next up we have um, Beyonce. The bitch was in town. She pulled up to the DMV Purr. this past weekend to shut Sexfield uh, down. Purr. Beyonce wrapped up her weekend in the DMV, going out with a bang. Severe was, weather uh, moved in. No, going out with a with, hurricane. With a th- <laughs> no, a tornado. Was definitely giving a hurricane. <laughs> Severe weather moved in just before her show was canceled. I mean, oh, not canceled. I'm sorry, y'all. Not canceled. Was, was scheduled canceled. to start. The shelter-in-place order was issued around 6.40 p.m., FedExville officials issued an announcement with Twitter saying, due to lightning in the area, we are currently under a shelter-in-place order. Fans outside of gates and in the parking lots are asked to return to their cars. All fans inside of the stadium are asked to shelter in place under covered concourse areas and ramps until further notice. Thank you for your patience. Due to the late show... Oh my gosh, y'all, I am winded. I'm sorry. Due to the late uh, show start, Metro extended its last train by an hour, and Beyonce's tour funded the additional hour of service, which cost about $100,000. So um, she pretty much did her big one with that, but it was already going to stay low, uh, stay later, stay open later originally just because of her concert. And then she extended it another hour because the motherfucking fans were legit walking to go see her in the pouring rain. I mean, we didn't see the motherfuckers because we was in the house as it was raining. But when we went in between that to pick up our friend so he can come back and chill because he had clients there. They had to drop off. Uh, You know, you saw the dedicated fans on foot. Hella fucking traffic. We had to do a little detour just to get there. But, you know, we made it. Picked his ass up on the side of the road. And... We can hear her from our house as we came to find out. Yes, the fuck we did. And that shit was, I'm not going to lie. That was our first time because she was here two nights in a row at FedEx. And you guys, like, we live, like, literally right here by FedEx. But the second night, we actually had to go out the house because we had to pick up our boy. Shout out to you, D. What's good? We love you. And when we got back in the house... We really heard the entire fucking concert as we was getting out the car. And I was like, damn, you actually can't hear it. And I didn't we, pay attention to it the night before. Yeah, we didn't. But we was in the house. We never went out the house. And can you get that? 
sleep. <laughs> I was going to wipe it eventually. My you mouth felt was wet. It? Okay. I was just hoping you felt it. <laughs> right. Um, it, it felt really good. I was just like, damn, this shit is live as fuck. And just to know that all them people got poured on and they still stayed there and supported her. That's some real ass shit. Girl, because that's the first thing I thought about when it started pouring down raining. I was like, oh my God, these motherfuckers mad as shit. And then when we saw on Twitter, they wouldn't let them in. We was like, it was body to body what like the shit. Fuck? We was like, they're not letting them in. It's pouring the fuck down outside. Like people done sat here and did their big ones and dressed up. Dude, these motherfuckers not know when they go to Beyonce concerts. People were like, really dress up? Like we've never been to a Beyonce concert. We do love Beyonce, but we just never been to a Beyonce concert. But I know when you're really invested in someone you're going to see, an artist, you're really going to do your big one. And for it to be pouring down raining, and they just like, oh, y'all can't come in? So y'all just stand in the pouring rain, just getting drenched? So the whole night, you're just going to be cold drenched. Because FedEx don't have no covering. And yeah. So it was just all wind and all wetness. I just know that shit was packed as fuck. It was. Like, she made oh money like shit. The videos that I saw with them being body body in the shelter in place while he was inside the concourse, I'm just like, ugh. But shout out to her because she still did, you know, uh, performing the ring. No, that too. That and then slick. she paid, what, a hundred? Yeah, a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, for the Metro to stay, stay open, open like an hour late. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to B. We love you, Queen B. Regardless, I love you. Let me see you drinking out. <laughs> it's giving that. Oh my gosh. This is really putting a damper in my voice. Okay. All right. Uh, Wayne Brady, known for hosting the TV show Let's Make a Deal, has announced that he is pansexual. He says, I advocate men health, mental health for all, and a part of that is self transparency. <clears throat> In doing my work, I've oh my god! <clears throat> in doing my work, I've come to see a few truths. One of them being that I want to be free to love whomever I want. The game show host posted on Instagram. This truth makes me pan and part of the LGBTQ. First of all, with LGBTQ plus again? family. Hold on, wait. I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna finish. Uh, Brady said it was scary as hell to come out with his sexuality, but say those. He admires most are people with the courage to be themselves. This shouldn't shake anyone's world, but if it bothers you at all, that's your business. He is 51 years old as he's coming out. So um, good. Yeah. Pansexual is mainly when you don't really care what gender they are. You just like the person for who they are. Oh. I mean, so he just likes all genders. He's just, I would say he's just fluid. I mean, I always got that vibe from him. Me too. Yeah. Wayne Brady is just Wayne Brady. Yeah. Why the fuck he got two last names? <laughs> now that I think about it. But it's cute. It works perfectly. Wayne Brady. Beautiful. Amazing. Welcome. <laughs> we love it over here. <laughs> yeah, we do. Obviously. <laughs> All right, and then last we have is musician Tory Lanez is set to be mm. sentenced. Uh, oh, okay. Well, honestly, the motherfucker got sentenced to ten years in prison for shooting Megan. 
those few years ago. I just went off um off tangent with that one. But he no, did you have didn't. that's cry Crybaby. Huh? No, no, I'm just saying. I went off tangent, off script. That's what I'm gonna say, off script. Oh. Yeah. Um whose le- his legal name is Daystar Peterson. He was found guilty in December twenty twenty two of three felonies <laughs> in the shooting which left Megan the Stallion wounded with bullet fragments in her feet. Prosecutors have called for Lanes to be sentenced to 13 years in prison for the offense and what they have described as subsequent co- campaign of misinformation waged through hip-hop blogs and music meant to decimate Megan Thee Stallion's credibility. Lane's defense team has called for probation in a residential drug treatment program that will help the artist deal with alcoholism, which they say he developed to cope with childhood trauma. On Monday, L.A. County Superior Court Judge David Harryford revealed that over 70 letters had been sent to sent on Lane's behalf. Amongst those supporters is rapper Iggy Azalea. In the letter, Azalea allegedly asked the court for a sentence that is transformational, not life-destroying, in which I said before he ended up receiving 10 years in prison for this. So how do you feel about this whole situation? Um... I can't sit here and lie and say that I'm not a fan of Tory Lanez because I am. What he did was incredibly stupid. And, you know, it's it's up to the court's decision and the jury's decision to hand out whatever punishment they see fit. But I do feel like the sentence is very excessive. I wouldn't say, maybe, I don't know. I haven't even followed the whole, um, the whole trial. Like, oh, I don't know all the evidence clearly, but I'm like, he shot her in the foot, y'all. And then I look at like, shit like... it's not like shooting to kill. I honestly look at shit like now, <laughs> just like me looking at life different. Who am I to judge anybody? Mm-hmm. So I never still understand to this day why we have to get summoned to do jury duty. How am I being forced to have somebody else's life in my hands, their freedom, all that. Yeah. I don't want that. I don't want that pressure. How are you forcing that on me as a citizen? I don't want that. We all are human. We all make mistakes. None of us are perfect. So how are you forcing me to do this? Girl, in the same and way. this is me to be a citizen. <laughs> and you're forcing way. me to do this shit. In the and same that's way, why people fucking lie. Everything. That's why motherfuckers lie, and it, I fucking know them. Like, that's why motherfuckers lie because it's like, how are you putting me in a position to judge anybody? I can't judge nobody when I'm just as fucked up. Who the fuck am I to judge you, Mandy? I can't even judge you. I can't judge. None nobody. of us can judge nobody. Like, we all fucked up. That it's shit like, is damn, dumb. It make you have to take a step back when you do, when you are judging somebody. And it's like, fuck, you know, I don't know what the fuck they went through, so. Exactly. How do I know, like, why they're reacting this way or why they're acting this way? Like, we on the outside looking in, yeah, shit looks bad. But at the same time, you don't know the root of nothing. You don't know what they feel. Everybody feel different ways. Everybody, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They cope differently. Uh, not digest, but I'm going to use that word. But they digest everything different ways. So it's just, 
none of this shit makes sense. I don't want to be on jury duty. Don't fucking call me. That shit is annoying. Because why is somebody else's freedom or life is about to be in my hands? And I don't even fucking know you. I do not know you. So how am I supposed to? Yeah, he's guilty. <laughs> Just throw him under the prison. What the fuck? That's wild. When you think about it, that's wild as shit. That's wild as fuck. We really don't know what motherfuckers really go through. Whether people do some gruesome ass shit or not. You just really don't know what people mentally have went through to get them to that that fucked up space where they act on that gruesome ass act. Like that shit is real. Girl, these motherfuckers force us to do everything in our lives. Bitch, we gotta go to school. For what? <laughs> For what? We gotta pay taxes. For what? And what state don't pay taxes? I forgot. I don't know. Uh, Delaware? I, I think, think it is, Dr. B. But I'm not sure if it's like tax on items purchased or like actual tax tax. I could have just asked my son. I don't know. That would be fucking sure. lit if that oh, is. But look, <laughs> that was your last to cry, baby, because I got yeah. one thing to throw in your ass. So. That is it. So did you hear about the shit that popped off in Atlanta? No, what the fuck happened? In Atlanta. In Atlanta. At the sugar factory. And you mm-hmm. know, I've been wanting to go to the sugar factory. Is that a club? No. It's the or place, it a place with, with the, the little smoking the, drinks. Like they had a dry ice in the drink or some shit. Yes. So... <laughs> So motherfuckers won't get sued. All this shit just we can oh, just say all of it alleged. is allegedly. It's alleged. Allegedly speaking. So allegedly, they serve alcohol to young kids oh. at a birthday party. You know I did see that. Uh, so you did. Mm-hmm. And the party was for eleven year old. And the youngest there, guess six. Guess again. Is it lower? Guess again. Four. You love to guess. Guess again. Two. Who the fuck? Guess again. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no, it ain't lower than that. I ain't trying to get... You was, he was like a baby. One. Three. Three? Shit. That baby got drunk. So, let me go to the article <laughs> because this shit was wild. So, first of all, I guess the mother name is Soja Purdue. She said, I couldn't believe it. It's something I have never heard of. I was really like, how could they make this mistake? (laughs) That's what she said. Manny, shut up. (laughs) So pretty much the restaurant was giving her and her friends complimentary drinks to celebrate her daughter's birthday. Mm -hmm. But it ended up, they made all the drinks, alcoholic drinks, allegedly. And she said that one of them said this. Oh, no. She said, this tastes really like a shot. Mine tastes really like a shot. <laughs> said Purdue. It's the fact her name, her last name is after chicken. But <laughs> we'll go with it. Maybe she got money. Right. 
She said, I started looking around. I'm looking at my daughter, and I'm seeing the other kids, and they're making those faces. I think it has liquor in it. I told the manager what happened, and he's looking disturbed. He's like, oh, my gosh. I told them non-alcoholic shots, said Purdue. So it was a coconut rum and pineapple juice. It was 0.5 of coconut rum. And the manager, let's just keep saying allegedly, I accept full responsibility. Nothing should have come out of my bar that I'm aware of, and this should have not been made. That's crazy. I don't know. Like, who was slacking that day? Cause they just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, they was they was cutting corners. They said, "Fuck it, they all getting drunk." <laughs> it's like I do. It's like I get it because it's like you just be over shit. But it's like like you it's when the you fucking gotta babies make, now. Like, like you when you shit, gotta make two separate this. meals. Like we ain't doing all that. Not with the babies. The fucking babies. They got the babies drunk. That means she was sucking mean dick. I Ew. hope you heard that. Disgusting. Not over here. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for the end of this episode, we decided to end it with like these Reddit stories that I found. Granted, I didn't like read through them. I like kind of skimmed through them. <laughs> so like I'm ready, scready. So I mean it's not really like like a story, like a made up story. It's not fictional. Like these are like legit. Well, they put in the little thing, it says venting. So, and mind you, trigger warning for anybody. Cause I see some keywords here that could be a trigger for people. And uh, I just want you to deliver the way you're supposed to deliver. Okay. See, I just told you this last time. Don't try to psych me out. Cause I know I can easily. Okay. Sorry, y'all. We are keeping our nieces and, you know, we're, we're trying to multitask right now. So the, if you hear anything in the background, it's it's that. But so the headline reads, is this a friendship worth keeping? Then they, they go on to say, I'm struggling with the friendship. She used to be my best friend. I met her when I was 11 years old. We've been best friends ever since. Throughout the years, we've never had many issues, but looking back, there were a lot of red flags that have always bothered me, but I've always thought that I was being overly dramatic or that I was just splitting on her. I have borderline personality disorder, and I can get extremely paranoid and jealous, but I never show it. So whenever she showed me some of her red flags, I used to think it was somehow my fault and there wasn't much to worry about. She always had a tendency to copy me which isn't always too bad, but in this case, it was. I became anorexic at the age of 13, and everything went downhill from that moment on. I tried to unalive myself a few times, and a few days after I had done an attempt, she'd take 10 pills to overdose too. Now, 10 painkillers... 10 painkillers ain't going to kill you, and we all know that. I told her my psychiatrist threatened to put me back into a mental hospital again because that scared the crap out of me and I just wanted to talk about it with someone 
on what to do. A few days later, she tells me she wants to go to a mental hospital. Every time, it were just small things that she used to copy. Whenever I have a different opinion on things, she changes her opinion on things. I get it, though. She's insecure and she doesn't like herself, which is why she does this. There was actually one time when she admitted this behavior to me and said that she indeed didn't like herself and she did like me, so she wanted to be like me. She changed the story back later, though, acting like she doesn't realize she does it. This has always been bothering me, but it never got very serious. I just tried to ignore those things because we had great times, too. However, I can't ignore shit anymore because there have been many more issues and I'm just not sure whether this friendship is worth keeping. She got a boyfriend a few years back and ever since he has, he has been in her life, she totally puts me aside. I get it, don't get me wrong, but I'm always her last choice and she only makes time for me whenever her boyfriend is busy. Damn, bitch. She barely texts me anymore and everything has has to come from me you agree being she ignores my texts for days and then acts like she didn't see see them when she is always on her phone i've talked about this with her plenty of times but she always has a dumb excuse and tries to put the blame on me which makes me doubt myself am i just being jealous there is also this one thing about her that i can't stand she keeps self-diagnosing herself which is fine i guess but she barely does any research and she keeps using it as excuses. She is currently in her autism era and using it as an excuse for literally anything. I've never once used my mental illnesses as an excuse for my behavior. She just loves negative attention and does everything to get it. And I just can't stand behavior like that. Now, please don't get me wrong. I know she has her own issues. That's obvious. And that's why I've always accepted this behavior, but everything just gets a bit too much at this point. Please give it to me straight. Am I in the wrong here, or is this friendship really not worth keeping? Babes. <laughs> Babes. Let me break it down to it's your the ass. the for me. It's straight up not fucking worth keeping. If you feel like this, this uh, air quote friend of yours is like trying to copy... You, you in every which way, down to like your mental illnesses, it's, it's giving very much, I want to be you. And that's that's very scary. Um, I really don't think this, I think this is something that you just need to let go. Like, honestly, she because... Said, let it go. Like, why would you want to deal with a friendship like that, a, a so-called friendship like that? Because that's that's a toxic friendship. Or, like, I would just say a toxic relationship because I wouldn't even call that as a friendship. Because she's sitting here, she's getting her man, putting you on the back burner when all you have done was be there for her, I'm guessing. But she want to sit here and like play victim most of the time and just want to sit here and be like um, the poster child for mental illness, I guess. See, I didn't hear the whole thing, so I am like kind of out the loop. So like sum it up for me real quick. So she has this friend that she met when she was like 11 years old and they have been best friends ever since. She ignored all the red flags. When she would like 
try to unalive herself. This is when the friend wants to turn around and like do the same thing. And then she like self-diagnoses herself with illnesses that she hasn't even gone to get like actually diagnosed with. And she says like she like tries to copy her in this manner of like having mental illness. And it's like either you have a mental illness or you don't. Like, why would you want to have a mental illness? Yeah, because I don't, and I have one. And I really don't want to have a mental illness, but it just, it happens. It really happens. It like, I have, I'm in this space where I feel like everyone have mental illness. Dang, come on, man. I don't know where you about to go, but come on. No, leave that alone. Please smell your fingers. Keep on there. You're so sleepy. Go to sleep. Y'all, we got some more. All right, I'll just move on to the next story. Um, this one is titled My Screwed Up Family. And it says, creating this post from an anonymous account. I'm a 15-year-old boy living with my dad, 49, mom, 45, and two younger sisters, 12 and 8. My mom might have bipolar disorder, and she's really controlling. Mm. To give you some backstory, we used to be well off. My dad made good money after college, but then we moved to a distant place with fewer job opportunities where he started a business with my mom. I was homeschooled until high school. I don't want to sound stuck up, but I think I'm pretty smart, both in school and outside. When I was nine, my parents were super careful about what I ate. They didn't let me have junk food or things like dairy, meat, or gluten. So when I was at friends' homes, I'd go crazy and eat tons of candy and stuff. As I got older, I got into technology, which my parents, especially my mom, didn't like and tried to limit. Around 12, I started rebelling a bit. My friends got to do things I couldn't, which I didn't like. I asked my parents for more freedom, but my mom said no. I started sneaking out to buy snacks and candy, and I hardly got caught. When I did, my mom would yell, and my dad didn't join in. Her yelling pushed me away, and I started avoiding her. Eventually, I saved up and bought an iPhone online. My parents didn't know, but my dad found out later and thought I should tell my mom. When I told my mom, she got really mad and yelled. She asked my dad, and he admitted he knew. We never really resolved the phone issue. We tried talking a few times, but it didn't go well, and nothing got fixed. I often stay up way past my bedtime of 8.30 to 9. Damn, wait a minute. 8.30 to 9, you're 15? Okay, then. Even staying awake past midnight or 1 without my parents knowing Sometimes my mom caught me on my phone late at night and she tried to take it from me, shouting and even pushing me. My dad would wake up and try to calm her, but it didn't help much. She'd get angry if I used my phone or did anything she didn't like. She also caught me chewing gum or eating unhealthy stuff at my friend's places <laughs> and she'd react the same way. Oh, I should say my family runs a health business, so we had to act perfect, which I hated. I can't remember when exactly I started distancing myself from her, but I think it was after I turned 13. 
We fought almost every day, and my dad usually took my side. She'd also argue with him over silly things, and I felt guilty for it. She'd yell and fight verbally or even physically multiple times a day. She'd never fight in front of others, and we pretend to be a happy family. I often had thoughts about ending things, which took me a while to get over. As I got older, my mom and I, my dad and I got closer, and he gave me more freedom. My mom didn't like that and said he was buying my loyalty. Eventually, I was pretty happy with my life. Outside of family issues, I got into music, art, and some sports, but things got worse. The cops were called multiple times for my parents. Mom claimed injuries and called on dad, and I had a small injury and called on mom, kind of to get back at her. I had to calm my younger siblings and reassure them that things would be okay as mom or dad were taken away by the police. No charges stuck, but when mom came back, she'd always bring up that I called the cops on her. We tried therapy, but it only seemed like she wanted the therapist to say she was right and we were wrong. When that didn't happen and she was confronted about her behavior, she fired the therapist. I decided the best thing was to ignore my mom and pretend she wasn't there. She called this psychological torture. What? I didn't speak to her for a year. During this time, my parents' relationship got worse. I tried to avoid her, but she'd curse and scream at me and my dad in front of my siblings. If you're still reading and wondering why my parents didn't divorce, it had to do with our family and business. During my silent time, my dad wanted me to talk to my mom. He was trying to fix our family, so I gave in and listened. Who won a messed up relationship with their mom? At the same time, my younger sibling rebelled in a smaller way. She also tried to manage the business, but it made things worse. I slowly started talking to my mom, trying to fix things, but she only wanted to talk about my mistakes and acted like I was the only one at fault. Ooh, she mm. wanted things to go back to before I was rebellious. She did. Last month, she started trying to separate my younger sister from my dad. She wouldn't let him talk to her and would take her out of the house when he got home while taking money from the business for herself. In the past year, my dad basically ran the business and took care of us, driving us to school and making meals, all while dealing with my mom's messes. I don't know how he does it. He's like a superhero. If you made it to the end, congrats. P.S. This is my first Reddit <laughs> post, so I'm not sure how it works, but... Lots of comments and like would be great. I love that. I love when they say like, if you made it to the end. So basically what I'm hearing is mom is like a heavy, deep rooted narcissist. And she only really yeah. cares about herself. And she wants, she always turned the focus back on herself. And doesn't really care about anybody else's feelings, but her own. And she wants to sit here and play victim like as our past, our our prior story, yeah. want to sit here and play victim and make it seem like everybody is doing them dirty when they're the ones that's doing the dirt. Like, what are you not seeing? What are you not getting here? You're sitting here getting the therapist to like basically be on your side. And when they're not on your side and they calling you out for your bullshit, you're going to fire them. That's why people need people in their lives to tell them about themselves because if they don't, you're babying them at this point. Like you cannot feed into that that craziness that they have going on in their head that they living in la-la land type of shit. 
like, oh, okay, you, you see that you can't do any wrong when you're the you're the problem. You're the main problem. You're the main issue. But it's everybody else's fault. Okay. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Y'all really like over here on Auntie Duty. Shaking the table with the baby the whole time. So, I'm so sorry that I'm just, like, not here the way I want to be here. But the babies, it's all about the babies. Look, it's real, it's raw. Y'all gonna have to hear these babies in this this episode because we're not re-recording this. Yeah, we're not. Not whatsoever. We're definitely not. We already promised the double dose this week. This is the double dose. And yeah, there you go. And we just happen to have our nieces. So yeah. We got one down, knocked out, one more to go. And she fighting it like shit. But you better go sleeping. All right. So this last one is quite short and sweet. I was, I mean, well, I haven't read it. Like I said, I read none of these. I just skimmed through. Title reads, my ex used me to have a baby and no one knows I'm a father. The woman I'm with now is the absolute love of my life. And I have told her everything from my drug abuse in the past to my deepest secrets. But she doesn't know that I'm technically a father. Her and I even said neither one of us think we ever want to have kids of our own simply because we don't want the responsibility. And it's just not something we are interested in. Touche, bitch. Nothing against kids, just not for us. About three years ago now, I, 23 at the time, had gotten together with a woman, 21, who was Polly, and I knew I wasn't the only one she was with at the time, and I was okay with that. But I is certainly the most serious relationship she had at the time. Typos, like... When her and I had gotten together, she already had a two-year-old daughter who was and is the most adorable little girl I have ever met. Funny and sweet and honestly, one of the smartest little girls I've ever met. And I was more than willing to play stepdad to this little gem simply because I was falling in love with her mother. I would drive two hours one way just to go and see this woman and spend time with this little family I was kind of a part of now. I knew this woman wanted another child eventually, but she told me she understood I wasn't ready to have one of my own, but that I was more than willing to be a stepfather to the one she already had. I just wasn't mentally prepared to take that step, and I definitely wasn't financially ready either. For a while, things were okay, and she was happy with me, or at least it seemed that way anyway. Progressively, the sex got more and more intense between us until she couldn't keep her hands off of me. And for the most part, we use condoms because she had to be really comfortable with a guy before she would have sex without one. And I was more than okay with that. We only ever had sex without maybe four to five times. And each time she told me to pull out, which I would, even though she said she was on the pill, better to be safe, right? But the last time we had sex without one, she wrapped her legs around me and wouldn't let me go. Oh, she fucking trapped you. Hmm. After we finished, I asked what that was all about. And she just said, I must have gotten caught up in a moment. So I brushed it off. The next day I had to head home. So I got up and said my goodbyes to her and her daughter and headed home. 
After that, she started acting a little different and things seemed off the next time I seen her. I told her I had help, I'd help her move. I went up to help her pack and move into her new place, but she would barely look at me, let alone touch me, but I took it as she was stressed with having to move. Again, after the weekend, I went home, but didn't hear from her about four days. When she finally did message me back, she told me she was pregnant. I have to admit, I panicked, if I'm being honest, but I told her I would do what it took to be there for them and that I would find a way to provide for them, but this is when I realized what had happened. She told me that I was off the hook. She was fully prepared to do everything herself. She didn't want anything from me. The only reason she told me was because, in her words, my sister said, you should at least know about it. She used me to have that second child that she wanted, and she used my sperm to do so without my consent. I thought I was overthinking it at first until after the whole ordeal. According to her, she didn't need me, and she was ready to do it all. She told me she didn't even want me there when he, when she was, when he was born. Surprisingly, she gave me updates throughout the pregnancy and even sent me a few pictures after he was born. But after he turned six months old, I asked if I could one day meet my son, and she said... I don't think you'll ever meet him. And she's blocked me on everything since. Other than the mother of my child I've ever met, I've never met. Reddit is the only one to know that she used me to have a child without my consent. Is that a form of someone taking sexual advantage of another? Three years on and I still don't know how to feel about it at all. I just had to get off my chest one way or, or another. That was a lot. Very much hot take. That was a lot. Right, Bing? Because as I'm rewatching the L word currently, it was a scene where the lesbian couple were really just out here cruising for men and trying to... It was this one scene where they tried to get this one man in the threesome just so he can impregnate one of the women in their partnership. And it's just like, that's that's dead fucking wrong. That shit is wrong. It's, it's very misleading. And that is taking advantage of someone sexually. Because, like, how are you going to sit here and and say that you want another child, right? Then you basically trap me. And then you're going to gaslight me into saying, like, oh, I must have been caught up in the moment. No, you wanted another child. And you used me to have that, that second child. And you don't even want me to be in this child's life. That makes no sense. And then that child is going to grow up. Um, What's the word? Damaged? Not damaged. Damaged. Uh, it's not damaged. They're going to grow I up. I thought that I should let you know. Well, let me just use the word. That grow my up heart is damaged, thinking that damaged. their father didn't want to be in their life. Because their mother was Only just crazy it, enough to pull a stunt it, like this. It. She popping her shit, y'all. Just not look. It's the fingers for me. Like she got the fingers out. No. Yeah. Okay. But honestly, I would, if I had advice for this gentleman, I would say he's going to probably need some therapy after this. Um, has to get a lawyer because definitely 
you know, get a DNA test to make sure this is in fact his child. And if he wants to be in this child life, he has way more in rights to be in this child life. Like people are really sadistic with their intentions. God, shit is crazy. I thought you was going to give me like some scary rated shit, but I can't find none of those scary rated. Next week, I come with that shit. I'm just glad that we stuck to our word and we giving double dose for this week, regardless of whatever. Like, y'all, we got the nieces. Two babies. Like, literally, it is like literally two babies. One is one years old and the other is eight months. Like, literally two babies. And we doing this motherfucker. Regardless. And Ben, you made your little debut. Tell them what's up. I wish you could talk right now. Say what's up. Say hi. Say what's up. No, don't hit the mic. Say what's up. Okay. Y'all heard her. Y'all know we do. But I guess we'll end it here. You can find me under the handle Mandy No Names. That is M-A-N-D-Y-N-O-N-A-M-E-S on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at BeautifulZazz, B-O-U-T-I-F-U-L-Z-A-S. You can find us on Twitter at The Gets, T-H-E-G-H-E-T-T-Z. On Instagram, the number two. The guests we go. T-H-E-G-H-E-T-T-Z-W-E-G-O. Y'all should know it by now, but I mean, yeah. And just tune in because we're about to go visual before y'all know it. Next year. Um, you, can, you can find <laughs> Next us. Next year about um, to be here, bitch. Please, please. We say this every episode, but we ain't getting no biters. Ew. Hit up our Gmail. That is the number two, the guests we go at gmail.com. We need like we need some structure. Need we some we ideas, want y'all to send man. us like some questions, like what you need advice on. Rate us on Apple Podcasts because we trying to slide up them charts. SoundCloud, Spotify, we on all that shit, and we're about to transition to visual. So can y'all please just reach out? Tap in. Tap in. We all we got. We all we got. Please leave a message. I'll get back with you later.